Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and a radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes, don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over, you won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today. Welcome to the job interview experience. I'm a former executive recruiter, search firm owner, director of talent acquisition, founder of Candidate Club Interview Preparation, and your host of the job interview experience. Chris Fontanella is the founder of Encore Professionals Group, a professional service firm, and also the previous division director for Robert Half International and client services director for Resources Global Professionals. Chris has authored multiple books and is here to help us take control of our job search and careers. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Matthew. Really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to our chat. and I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Chris, to get started outside of work, how do you like to spend your time? Lately, I've been investing a lot of time in reading and writing. I've been in the staffing and consulting business for 30 years now. And I try to practice what I preach a little bit. And I, I do talk to a lot of people about always giving thought to their career and next steps and where they're at in their career journey. And I'm sort of at the end of what I'll say the phase around the staffing and consulting business. I still enjoy it immensely. I'm still doing it. I have, have my business Encore Professional Group. And still helping a lot of clients in the greater Los Angeles area with their, their staffing challenges and needs. In the introduction, I talked a little bit about Robert Half and then Resource Global Professionals. Even before then, can you give us a brief overview of your career, how you got to those positions? I'm actually sort of, I think, an, an anomaly in the, in the industry because I actually spent nine years studying for the ministry. Went to, believe it or not, went to Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And after that, came out to California and went to Fuller Theological Seminary. Both fantastic experiences for me. Was getting to the point where I was actually learning how to read the New Testament and Koine Greek, which was the common language of the day, the common, the common man's written Greek for the, the New Testament because I wanted to learn how to interpret the scriptures on my own as opposed to relying on different commentaries to tell me what they thought the, the passage said. 
I put that aside and I sort of laid my aspirations for the ministry, uh, laid them down for a, a period of time. That sort of put me in a position where I needed to figure out what I was going to do with myself and what I was going to do with my life from a career standpoint. I ended up working at Bank of America for a while in their corporate trust division. And one day, the, the chief operating officer had an all-staff meeting and basically informed everybody that the, the division had been sold to a bank in Minnesota. And not really being too interested in moving from California to Minnesota, I went back to my office. And back in the day, you know, you found a job by looking in the ad section in the newspaper. And I came across an ad that literally all it said was seeking managers. And then there was a phone number. And I was a manager at the bank at the time. So in my naivete, I just thought, okay, well, I'm a manager. Let me call this number. And I called the number, and the head guy for Robert Half's Pacific region picked up the phone. I don't know why he would be the one picking up the phone, but he did. And he told me to call the branch manager for the downtown Los Angeles office and schedule an interview with a person by the name of Michelle Patterson. So I did that. And within, within a couple of weeks, I had myself a new job in the staffing business and loved it. I just thought it was great. I became the top producer at Robert Half within a six-month window of time. And then after about a year and a half, I was sort of hungry to, to take my knowledge of the industry now to another level. And a former employee of mine ended up taking an interim recruiting job for a subsidiary of Deloitte Touche. And he convinced the head guy there to interview me for a business development role. And that's how I ended up getting a job with, with Resources Connection, now known as Resources Global Professionals. I'm guessing our listeners right now hear you talk about working at Robert Half. And some of them are maybe contacting Robert Half to see what they can do with their career or a similar firm. Do you have any advice for someone who? wants to stand out to a recruiting firm like that when they first contact them? The best thing I would tell you to do is just be yourself. I'm a big believer that any job that doesn't allow you to be who you are is not really the job for you. And I think it was a gentleman by the name of Quentin Crisp who said, you have only one thing to offer the world that no one else can give, and that is yourself. And I think that's especially true in relation to your career. Your career and or job should be a reflection of who you are and give you the opportunity to be your best self. And so if you're wasting your energy and spending an excessive amount of time trying to be somebody that you're not, it's just, it's just not worth it. It's a waste of time. So if you have any real interest in having a real career and developing a real decent life of employment for yourself, the best thing you can do is just be yourself. With your message of any job that doesn't allow you to be yourself is not the job for you, with the economic downturn and people losing their jobs, how do you balance that being yourself while trying to quickly get a job and impress and stand out? Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, if we're, if we're going to keep it real, um, and we've all been there and we've all had to do things like just biting the bullet and taking a job just to take a job to get a paycheck. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying 
be yourself and look for that the you know the opportunity that allows your best self to shine and finding the opportunities that contribute to your overall career goals etc cetera, etc cetera. that doesn't mean that there aren't occasions where sometimes it's almost like you find a placeholder and i've been in those positions where i took a job just to take a job because I needed to pay my bills. And it's not that you don't still be yourself and you act like you're somebody you're not, but sometimes you just, in in light of macroeconomic conditions, in light of what might be going on in your own little world, sometimes you have to make decisions just because you're doing what you have to do. And that's just a reality for all of us. And those kind of situations and scenarios crop up in our lives at different times. Speaking of situations and scenarios, can you think of a time where you were speaking to someone, and we'll do both sides of this, and they did a good job of being themselves, and it it helped you see how good of a fit they were for a role? And then the opposite side of that would be maybe someone who was a little bit too open or showed a side of themselves that they shouldn't and how that can hurt someone in their career. There was a time I had sold my business to a national consulting firm. And had been there for a while. Some things kind of went, there was a leadership change eventually. And so my business partner and I eventually left that company. The Great Recession hit. And then we we were sort of brought back after that by the new owners of the company to rebuild our respective territories. And after a couple of years, my business partner had sort of just sort of wanted to move on and explore new opportunities. And so that left me to run both regions. And I found that that was a bit much for me and challenging. So one day I kind of raised my hand to the CEO and said, look, I, I can't, I can't do all this. And he said, well, what do you not want to do? And I said, honestly, I just, I want to go back to running the streets and being a sales guy and knocking on doors and finding business opportunities. I, I would love it if we could identify somebody who can run the market for us. And that led to interviewing a guy by the name of Gavin Block, who I'm, I'm still friends with and I enjoy a great relationship with. But when I met Gavin, like he was very, what I loved about him, what he was completely himself. And in getting to know him through the interview process, what I saw was he would be a much better market leader than I could ever even think about being because he loved all the things that were a part of what you had to do to be a good market leader, you know, managing the P&L and doing the budgeting and forecasting, but also had a sales side to himself where he, you know, could knock on doors and bring in business. So he sort of was, it was, it was enjoyable to go through the interview process with him because he, he had no guile. He was, he, he wasn't trying to deceive me to think that he was somebody he wasn't. He was just able to talk about who he was and and in so doing that it, it showed that he was a good match for the type of person we were trying to put in that position. Chris, what's your advice to map out a career by finding an area of exploration? It's good to start with the things that you enjoy and the things that you spend your time on. I encourage people to just sort of look around at what your interests are and what you're spending your time on. So if accounting is your bag and you go to school to learn how to be an accountant, well, that's a pretty good line that you should use to sort of outline the territory of exploration for yourself. Whatever those things may be, like you have an interest in world religions, you have an interest in microbiology, 
have an interest in culinary arts or whatever. Like those become the lines for you to start sketching out the map for your career. And so I encourage people to sort of look inward at the things that make them tick, the things that interest them, the things that captivate them, the things that they really enjoy doing, the things that they invest their spare time in. And all of those things become lines that you should sort of use as a way to map out a territory for you to explore when it comes to your career. I get questions from listeners about taking pay cuts or job title cuts or changes that maybe aren't favorable. And I know that's something that you write about. Yes. What's the strategy for, I think how you say is taking a step down can be a step up. I think a person needs to think about the spot in life they find themselves. You know, if you're at a point in your career where maybe money is not as much of a driving factor in your career as maybe it was earlier on, and don't get me wrong, I, you know, I'm a big believer in make as much money as you can. But sometimes you'll find yourself at a point in your career where you're, you're not rightly aligned with the position you're in. Now, the position may be paying you tons of money and you get all the stress and all the whatnot that goes with that. But maybe you're at a point now where it's like, you know what? I'm okay stepping down out of this role that has, you know, I'm the top dog and it has all this responsibility associated with it. And yes, it has the higher paying salary, but I'm okay now because I don't feel properly aligned with that position anymore because of other things maybe that are contributing in my life at that point in time. I'm a big believer in that you have to right size yourself in your job sometimes. You have to maybe demote yourself, take a step down, so to speak, to better align yourself with your career aspirations or where you're at with your career at that point in time, what you want to do with the rest of your career, and and those sort of things. Because sometimes you're just not in the right spot and you have to take matters into your own hands. And I sort of did that, like when just going back to referencing the the gentleman, Gavin Block, that we hired for the market leader role. That was the top position in the region. And I went to the CEO and I said, that role is not for me anymore. And I literally demoted myself. I, I went from being the head guy in my office to just being a business development professional with three or four other people who were business development professionals. I was just at a point in my career where I didn't have an ego about having to run the practice anymore. I'd been there, I had done that, and I'd done it successfully. I mean, it no longer worked for me with where I was at in my life and where I was at in my career. So I, I made a decision to take a step down, and that ended up being a great move for me because it freed me up in a lot of other ways, whether that's just from a stress level or just from the point of view of being able to do what I really, really enjoyed, which was talking to clients and talking to candidates and helping people find jobs. Before inviting you on the show, I knew of your two books, and they're so well-received and well-reviewed, but I think there's also a, is there a third one from 2023? Is that right? I wrote a book called Against the Grain, Counterintuitive Ideas on Business and Life, and it really was sort of my musings on how my own career journey had developed and the twists and turns that I experienced along the way to get where 
I am at today. Because again, I mean, here I, I was studying to be a minister. I sort of put that aside. And then I, you know, I was a banker for a couple of years. And then I ended up in the staffing business. And I learned the industry through Robert Half. Spent five years with Resources Global Professionals, and I was part of the, that company going public. And I waited until I fully vested on my stock, and I left, and I teamed up with somebody, and we started our own firm and had great success there. And then we sold that business. And so all, within all of that, I was learning all these different things about myself and about life. And I, I just thought there were some things I could pass on from a career standpoint of like, what I just saw happening in my life, and maybe some people could relate to it or learn from it. I guess I got the bug, and I really enjoyed the writing process. And so then I went on to write a book called Jumpstart Your Career, 10 Tips to Get Going, geared toward kids graduating college or just obtaining their, their, their degree from a Votech school, or maybe they're just all hopped up and want to enter the, the workplace sooner than later and jump right in right after high school. And here's you know some ideas on things you can think about to sort of get yourself going and, and pointing yourself in the right direction from a career standpoint. And then I thought the sort of a natural corollary would be, okay, now you, you've been in your job for a while. You've, you've been in corporate America for 10, 20, maybe 30 years, and you're a little wore out and you got a bunch of gunk in your career engine and you know, you're due for a tune-up. So I wrote, tune up your career and offer some advice on how to sort of get some of that gunk out of the engine so that you can keep cruising down the road from a career standpoint. So those are the three bucks. It sounds like you have authored a book for three different types of people at different points in their career. I'm really interested in Against the Grain too, with your thoughtful approach to recruiting. A lot of recruiting can just be fast moving and focused on money. A good recruiter tries to make things happen. But when we look at it from a more philosophical perspective, that's when I think people like you have something to give back and, and thinking deeply about a career or your way of thinking about a career. You hit the nail on the head. It's definitely geared toward those that need to start thinking about something new or like a transition or something like that. And they just sort of need a, a tune up, I guess is the optimal word there. All the books actually are trying to help people think about what kind of person they want to be. And so, yeah, my, my writing comes more from a slightly philosophical standpoint. You're not going to find stuff in there about how to interview better, how to write a better resume, three questions to ask the person who's interviewing you. Like There are plenty of books for that, and all of that's super important. I just decided to take another approach. I wanted people to think about who they are as a person, what kind of person they want to be. And then in light of that, how can a career evolve or unfold out of the kind of person you are? Because I, I have found for myself when I'm true to myself and I'm more aligned with myself and I put myself in positions or roles that have points of relatability to that, that's when my career really started to be like something noteworthy and something admirable. And so I try to offer those tidbits and tips and pieces of advice in my books. For our listeners that feel like they're in a slump in their current job, or maybe their job search is in a slump, 
Can you give us a piece of advice on how to get back into a better groove? I'm a big believer in always moving forward in one way or another. You have to take an opportunity that serves as a sort of a placeholder for you until the next thing comes up that is more in line with your overall aspirations. Sometimes we do get stuck and we hit these pauses. And I think it's okay to take that time to what I call sort of like sit in a walled garden where you contemplate, you reflect, you take time to think about refreshing your vision for what you want to do with your career. Maybe there's that lull for a reason, and and it could be that it's just a time for you to invest in reflecting and becoming a little more introspective to think about where you want to go and what you want to be, and then also thinking about how to get there. And yeah, maybe you're sort of hitting a wall and there's some obstacles, but everybody has obstacles in their career journey. I think I have a chapter actually in my book, Jumpstart Your Career, where it says obstacles first, doors second. There are many discoveries that lie on the other side of, of that door, but we've got to get through all the obstacles and open up that door to see what's on the other side. So sometimes it's just a matter of grinding things out. And we just hit those points in our career. For our listeners that are interested in looking into your books or just learning more from you, they can go to chrisfontanella.com and all the information on my books are there. Um, if they also want to look up stuff about my business, they can go to encorepros.com, E-N-C-O-R-E-P-R-O-S.com. My name is spelled Chris, C-H-R-I-S, Fontanella, F-O-N-T-A-N-E-L-L-A.com. And all the information is on those two websites. And Encore works with mostly accounting professionals. Is that right? For the last 30 years, I've basically been in the business of helping accounting, finance, audit professionals, some human resource professionals, and some IT professionals find consulting opportunities as well as full-time roles within organizations. Excellent. We will link to those in this episode's description so you can get in contact with Chris. And Chris, before we go, what words of encouragement or motivation do you have for our listeners as they finish listening to our conversation and then dig back into their job search or their career? I would encourage your listeners to always and steadfastly hold to valuing their individuality. I said it before, I'll say it again, any job that doesn't allow you to be you is not the job for you. And that that's sort of the ideal. That's the goal. We want to eventually get to a position and a place in our careers where we can say that, like, I'm right where I need to be. This position allows me to be the best version of myself possible. So always have that as a goal for yourself to get to that spot. But along the way, continually hold on to and value your individuality. The other thing I would say is Never underestimate the value of encounters along the way and, and the people you meet and the people you talk to. The, the things that may come through those people are things that can help you realize you know, your dream job. I've got at least three people that I interviewed with or met that definitely affected the trajectory of my career 
I'll just reference one, and it was the person I interviewed with at Robert Half. Her name was Michelle Patterson. And again, I'm coming out of nine years of studying for the ministry, and I don't know what to do with myself. And I meet this woman, and for some reason, somehow she was able to deduce that having a message was something that was important to me. Obviously, I was wanting to be a preacher, so I always wanted to have something to talk about and have a message to deliver. And she wisely told me to make the service offerings of Robert Half my new message for a while. And so she recognized some transferable skills within me, skills that I had been cultivating for the ministry that were relatable to being a business development person in the staffing industry. And that encounter ended up setting my feet on a path that have had me walking down this road for 30 years. I always try to just remind people, you never know where meeting one person or one encounter and where that can take you. So always value the encounters that you have along the way as you're walking down your career path. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate being on your show. I really enjoyed talking with you and I hope that this was beneficial for your listeners. Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes. Don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet, and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over. You won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job, go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today.